1: Find Try This from The Washington Post, wherever you listen.
2: This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on v the Sports Betting Network. Back on The Look Ahead, I'm Scott Seidenberg here with you right on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. A fun Wednesday in the NBA, but it's been very difficult to handicap these games. A lot going on with COVID uh, news. To help us break down the association, our good friend James Alberino, who you follow on Twitter, at Spread Investor. And James, let's talk about the games from a COVID perspective. How challenging has it been to handicap these games with players, the uncertainty of their availability, and what strategy have you been imploring in terms of the COVID situation here?
3: Well, you definitely have to adjust, and a lot of things going on Hour by hour with news breaking so you you have to really tweak your approach on the fly. I've been approaching this with Not betting early as much which is is something that goes against really a lot of what I do in the NBA and what you should do you know lock lock games late night um, A lot of times you'll see a line move point point and a half by the morning time, but At the same point you yeah, you have to consider, do you sacrifice some closing line value? Do you sacrifice a little bit of the best of the number and the price to ensure that you're not getting jammed and screwed by bad COVID news? So um, a lot a lot of teams aren't reporting COVID news and, and COVID guys out for protocols till later in the day. They're not required to until later in the afternoon. And you wait and you react to news quickly as it breaks, you can get advantages by, by waiting late. But I would say overall you, you're just very you very much have to stay on top of beat writer information, news that breaks. Um, if you're betting early, I think the best way to bet early um, is if you're playing a total. I think unders in the beginning of this this COVID shakeup was a big thing because you had offenses that had no limited chemistry. But now what you're seeing, I wouldn't really tell people to bet unders because what you're seeing is because these guys have lack of chemistry, their defensive rotations are terrible, and some of these games are becoming pickup games. So bottom line, long story short, you have to tread lightly. Um, even if you like a play early and you do bet it early. I wouldn't tell you to risk as much uh, because, again, you still have to protect against COVID news.
2: Uh, Speaking of the COVID situation, Kyrie Irving has cleared the protocols, as has Kevin Durant, so they'll return to the Nets. Kyrie still can't play in New York, so the first game that he's actually going to be eligible, I believe, is January 5th against the Pacers in Indiana. Uh, The Nets have always been the favorites to win the NBA Finals with Kyrie now being available for them. Uh, do you look at the Nets and think that that's a team you're going to invest the future in?
3: I'm not going to place a future on them just because there's no value on it. Plus 260 to win the title. You know, it's priced almost as expensive as you can get in a very competitive NBA this year. But, yeah, the Nets are going to look great with Kyrie. And, and Harden looked great in the in the trip to L.A. over the weekend. Two games – he looked a lot faster. He said he, he feels faster. He, he shed some weight. He said since he's been back to Brooklyn. So you have James Harden that's that ramping up, and Kyrie when he comes back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, this team's going to be really scary. And their role players for the Nets are, are really starting to round the form. DeAndre Bembry starting to play really well. Patty Mills is is looking extremely comfortable. And the Nets you have to feel like a major victory if you're if you're the Nets. You're 23 and nine where you weren't even – you didn't even have a full roster for most of the time. So, um, net definitely. But in terms of a, a future value, I think the Bulls at 13-1 to to win the East is an is an awesome ticket. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, that one-two punch, they've got size. They've got depth. When they're fully healthy, I mean, they you, – you can make an argument they'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals if they play and, and peak later in the season. What about in the West, anybody that you're looking at in the West? Phoenix Suns eight to one, eight and a half to one to win the title. I think the West is actually a better conference to bet futures in. Cause it's really a three headed 3 team race, Suns, Utah jazz, golden state warriors. I don't see anyone else out of the West making it this year. There's no one else that's really good enough, healthy enough, consistent enough right now to top either of those teams. This is the first time you could say that about the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference split in, in maybe two decades. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Suns, yeah, one, for that reason, and, and two, they're just a really deep team. And I think if it does come down to the Suns and Warriors, uh, uh, Clay Thompson coming back is going to be an added element to it, but it's going to be Clay Thompson not fully. Heel not fully hundred percent. It's not it's not gonna be hundred percent Clay Thompson. So I'll give the slight edge to the Suns, but the Suns also have you know, a much higher price, plus eight fifty as opposed to the Warriors plus four seventy to win the title.
2: Yeah. Talking to James Alvarino, our good buddy, sports handicapper. capper. You follow him on Twitter at spread investor. This is the look at Here on VEASAN. Let's get into the schedule here for Thursday. Uh, Any games that jump out to you? How about we start with that Brooklyn Nets team, as we mentioned, uh, getting guys back from the COVID protocols. Again, no Kyrie Irving just yet, uh, but they are at home against the 76ers.
3: Yeah, I have the Nets circled. I didn't bet it yet, but I'm looking to bet them. Lane three and a half, it it moved to four quickly at at one book, two books, a couple books. Um, Nets. They're definitely in rhythm. Harden, like I said, looking good. The Sixers have been very up and down. The Sixers, their bench hasn't been playing great. The Sixers have been getting great games from Embiid, very efficient scoring from Embiid, and barely winning some games. They're, they're losing some games with, with good Embiid and, and good Seth Curry efforts. And now if, with KD out of protocols. Harden, Patty Mills, Bembry. The Nets are playing a different gear with Harden starting to really um, come into form. So I'm looking at the Nets early tip off tomorrow night. Um, I think the numbers are too short. Here's another wild thing that, that about the Sixers they've lost 16 games so far this year. The games that they've lost straight up, they're 1 14 and 1 against the spreads. So wow. If, if you're betting, if if you're bet, if you think they're going to lose, and and they're getting a couple points, you you, you got to just based on the numbers right now lay it.
2: That's unbelievable. Uh, well, the best team in the NBA against the spread is the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, but losing Ricky Rubio uh, is a huge blow to them. Do you now look at them differently? Can you, you- can-, can you back them without Rubio now? You
3: can't. You can't. It's frust- uh, It's frustrating because they've been such a good team to bet, but they, they don't have a primary ball handler right now because rubio out colin sexton out okay you could handle two of those guys out um but but darius garland just sent their protocols two days ago so when rubio went out the other night the Cavs looked lost because they legitimately don't have a primary point guard right Mm -hmm. now so i i I don't know what they're going to look like tomorrow i would have loved to bet them tomorrow this would have been a great bet i had this circled at least the two at least a two-unit bet for tomorrow because the Wizards have been struggling and the Wizards have terrible interior defense. This is set up for an Evan Mobley, Luke Marketing type game. But these these games, especially the first game without your primary ball handler, this is a difficult spot for Cleveland. So I would say pass on that game. Um, I I think the Cavs might be a good under team for the next couple of games because they have rim protection and, and not an offensive identity right now but tomorrow's not the game because you don't want to bet an under against the Wizards.
2: How about the Warriors and the Nuggets? You know, no Draymond Green for Golden State, and it showed in a performance against the Nuggets. Uh, Iguodala really gave them nothing in his return. Uh, they didn't get the scoring from their bench like they needed without uh, Draymond Green there in the lineup. How do you see this one? A rematch now with Denver, this time in Denver.
3: I don't know if I'm betting this one. I usually like to, to back in the rematches that are 48 or 72 hours apart. I usually like to bet the team that just lost. It's very hard to beat a team twice in one week, you know, that close together. But without Draymond Green, this is a very different team. So I, I, I want to I take a look again how they looked last night, watch highlights, get a feel for how different things were. But, you know, that, that's the safety. That's, that's the defensive playmaker. That's the guy calling... The defensive rotations out a lot of pick and rolls. He helps avoid a lot of mismatches. So I'm not looking to lay points with Golden State and Denver. Denver's Denver's been very up and down and haven't had a lot of rhythm guys in and out of the lineup, but they have had a lot of good defensive games. So laying four and a half on the road versus a good defensive team, not the greatest of numbers and situations. Um, but it's only a four-game NBA slate tomorrow. I would say the Nets is probably the best game to bet. Probably the most most scriptable, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warriors and Nuggets, another option. The Bucks and Magic, I don't think that's worth touching. The number's too big. And, unfortunately, the Cavs and... and the, is a is a wash, like we said.
2: Would you take a look at the under for the Warriors? Uh, they are the best under team in the yeah. NBA, but without Draymond Green, you lose a big defender.
3: Yeah, that's why I, a lot of these games, like we have conflicting trends where it's like, okay, here's, here's an angle that you might be able to play, but then, the, you know, so a lot of times when you have conflicting situations, like we're just talking and thinking out loud right now, I usually just pass the game. Yeah. because. You make arguments for both sides, and if the number's not great, it's um, usually just better to pass.
2: Well, James, I appreciate the time. As always, uh, congratulations on your Grizzlies cover tonight. Uh, They pulled that one out (laughs) late. Uh, But then again, betting against the Lakers is always a good sign this season as they are the worst team in the NBA against the number. (laughs) Have a a happy new year, my friend. We'll talk to you soon.
3: Absolutely, man. Enjoy.
2: There he is, James Alberino. You follow him on Twitter at Spread Investor. Absolutely locked in to the NBA right now. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir. S C O T T S O N A I R. It's the Look Ahead. You're on VCU.
1: Find Try This from The Washington Post, wherever you listen.
4: The look ahead on v the sports betting network.
2: Save 50% off av Sin V-CIN all-access subscription for the rest of football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting split showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today and you'll also get our daily best bets emails, weekly betting guides, 24 seven video plus our all new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game for only $39 at vc.com slash subscribe. Scott Sidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on Vsin, The sports betting network. My thanks to James Alberino talking a little hoops with us here on the program. Again, you can follow on Twitter at Spread Investor. And yeah, I'm going to be looking at the Brooklyn Nets here coming up on uh, Thursday's schedule. Taking a look at some NFL news. Uh, well, what are we looking at? The possibility of players that were previously thought to be out possibly playing on Sunday. Yes, there's the Carson Wentz situation, and we all know about that. The COVID rules have been adjusted so that Wentz can actually play this Sunday should he go through these new protocols, right? Which means that his uh, symptoms are non existent or he's, um, you know, uh, getting better, all this stuff. New guidelines reduce the quarantine time to five days. If Wentz clears the fifth day, that would be Sunday. Frank Reich said he would be available for the game if he clears. He will participate in virtual meetings, and so if he does clear, he can play. But at this point, Sam Ellinger is the starting quarterback. The Colts, though, have benefited with the new NFL guidelines because it's not just Carson Wentz that they were potentially going to be without. They have been able to clear Rocky Asin, starting quarterback, and Quentin Nelson, their all-pro right all left guard. So getting Nelson back is huge. And yeah, Rocky Asin has a good, uh, you know, solidify a slot in that defense. But you have Nelson now back. I mean, this is a team they won last week. With a makeshift offensive line, now you get back your anchor, your best player. That is huge. And yes, if Wentz becomes symptom three, symptom free, excuse me, and the Colts medical staff, uh, you know, gives clears him, he's going to play in this game. And I do expect the Colts to win the football game against the Raiders. The other story that's non-COVID related that you could actually have a player playing this Sunday that was originally maybe thought to not play in their game is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G has been dealing with this thumb injury. It's a small fracture and it's a torn UCL. Jimmy G was originally thought he ain't playing. He's got the thumb injury, but... That's not quite the case. Uh, Garoppolo told reporters, quote, I played the entire game with it, basically, meaning uh, the game last week. So it's really just about being able to grip the ball and do the things I normally do. And we're going to go test those out today, see how it feels, and go from there. But I feel confident in it. The 49ers will clinch a playoff berth with a win over the Texans. And a New Orleans loss to the Carolina Panthers. I I think the Saints will beat the Panthers, so it'll just maybe be another week before the 49ers clinch a playoff spot. But uh, I do think that Jimmy G's got a really good chance to play in this game. I don't know if they need him because it's the Houston Texans. And yes, we have seen... The Texans pull off the upset. I got to keep bringing it up because last week, this Houston Texans team as a double-digit underdog was able to defeat the L.A. Chargers. And so you can't count anybody out when it comes to uh, pulling off an upset. So, yes, maybe there's a possibility the Texans could beat Trey Lance and the 49ers if that's what it has to do. Uh, Jimmy G said quote we'll see how it looks. If it looks good, it looks good. If it looks bad, it looks bad. It's just one of those things that you've got to test out and go through it. Until we do that, it will be hard to say, but we'll all be on the same page and we'll do the right thing for the team. And so that is interesting because earlier this week, it really sounded like he wasn't going to play. Now it looks like he very well could. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said, "Quote, um, let's see. Whenever there's a bone that has anything off of it, you can call it a fracture, you can call it a chip, you can call it something. But that really isn't what's keeping him out. It's the third-degree sprain that he has. But because it's not moving and stuff, he doesn't need surgery, and he has a chance to play this week. Trey Lance did get all the reps with the starters." Uh, on Monday, and he got all the reps with the starters on Wednesday with Jimmy G out. He's got the torn ligament. He's dealing with the pain. The pain's not going anywhere. It's just about managing it. But we've seen players manage pain tolerance uh, throughout the history of the NFL. I think if Jimmy G had his way, he would play in this game. Would it behoove the 49ers,
4: though, to not play him and to give Trey Lance a start here? Why run the risk of getting Garoppolo hurt even more
2: when you have a You're like you're going to make the playoffs. Why run the risk of getting him hurt further? You see, I think they're better off starting Trey Lance. And maybe that's the decision that Kyle Shanahan ultimately makes that they're better off starting Trey Lance in a game that you really should win. Nothing's a guarantee in the NFL. Again, I'll bring it up. Texans just pulled off the upset last week, but you are a double-digit favorite
4: at home against a bad football team. It doesn't matter who's that quarterback. You should be able to win this football game.
2: Just hand the ball off and run it down their throats. Let Trey Lance get some reps. Let him, you know, get some good playing time here, live game action. He started one game earlier this year. Wasn't that terrible. Let him get another start here. And then, if you need him down the stretch, hey, you can use him. Or, what's more likely to happen is the team moves forward next year with Trey Lance as its starting quarterback. So, if I... For Kyle Shanahan, I would certainly make that decision. I would go with Trey Lance starting in this game. And so if that's the case, if that is uh, what's going to happen, how do we see this spread playing out? Can the 49ers cover a double-digit spread here with Trey Lance at quarterback? I think they can. Uh, I really do. Because it'll be about the running game for the 49ers. I think Trey Lance can make plays with his legs, and it actually might be a more dynamic offense with him under center, or really in the shotgun, because let's be honest, that's where they take the snaps now. Debo Samuel should have a big performance. This Texans team, they're not good, (laughs) okay? It's just not. In the loss... So, the past two games, they've won two in a row. So, you think, okay, Jaguars are hot. Break up the Jags, right? Uh, Excuse me, the Texans. They beat the Jaguars. Everyone beats the Jaguars. And the win against the Chargers, honestly, was shocking last week. But the Chargers were also playing without Austin Eckler, without Mike Williams, without Jalen Guyton, and maybe the COVID situation hanging over their heads. I don't know. Inexcusable. Uh, Justin Herbert was just bad in that performance. But in the loss to the Colts, Jonathan Taylor rushed for 143 yards and two touchdowns. I'm not saying Elijah Mitchell or, or whoever Wilson or whoever's going to run the football for the 49ers is J- Jonathan Taylor, but come on. In the loss to the Jets, the Jets were able to rush as a team for 157 yards and two scores against the Texans. Even last week, against the Chargers in a win,
4: the Chargers rushed for 89 yards and two scores. You can run on this Texans team. You can absolutely run on this Texans team. So
2: if I'm the 49ers, oh yeah, the Seahawks rushed for 193 yards and two touchdowns against them. Texans, bad rushing defense. If I'm the 49ers, I just let Trey Lance start. I give Jimmy G another week or so to rest. Let's get this thumb right. Let's get him ready for the playoffs. And doesn't matter who's at quarterback. I still think the 49ers win this game going away. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. This
4: is The Look Ahead on v
2: the Sports Betting Network. Sign up for a PlayCard debit MasterCard and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by MetaBank and a member FDIC. Scott Sandenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead on v the sports betting network. Returning to practice on Wednesday was... Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens getting their quarterback back on the field, working out with the first team. The spread is still plus three and a half. And the thing about Lamar returning is that he was still limping. Uh, uh, There's a lot going on here with maybe Lamar and the Ravens that we just don't know about. Uh, Lamar missed uh, past couple games dealing with a right ankle injury. And he heard it at Cleveland in that 24-22 loss. Noticeable limp and uh, no word on his availability for Sunday. If he can't go, Tyler Huntley should get the start. Huntley um, will be activated or is expected to be activated from the COVID-19 list uh, on Thursday. But with Lamar... They need him, and they need him healthy. Because if he's not himself, I just don't know what this offense is going to be able to do. And it's, I know it's crazy to
4: think about saving him or, or resting him. But going up against the Rams... And this pass rush, I fear a little bit for Lamar. I do. Uh, I I just
2: fear that he's going to take some hits, that um, he's going to force some plays. What I mean by that is that he's going to run the ball because he's going to force some plays, knowing that his team needs to win and it's all on his shoulders and he's going to take some unnecessary hits, and
4: this could be a situation where he hurts himself again, and he's out next week.
2: And now, if you're asking yourself why doesn't matter, if they lose this game, they're probably out of the playoff picture, right? I don't necessarily know if that's the case. You
4: see, they're eight and seven. If they lose, they fall to eight and eight. Can they afford to be eight and eight? Can they still make the
2: playoffs, I should say, at eight and eight? Well, all we can do, let's let's play this out like we always do, just going on the point spreads. The team ahead of them right now in the standings is the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are also underdogs this week. The Dolphins will be underdogs next week as well. So if we say the Dolphins lose their last two games, that's an 8 and 9 record for the Dolphins. The Ravens, if they win their final game of the season against the Steelers at home,
4: they will finish 9 and 8. The Chargers are 8 and 7. The
2: Chargers right now have a game against the Broncos at home where they are favored, and then a game at the Raiders will they'll likely be favored. The Chargers, if they win both games, would be 10-7, and 7, and if that's the case, well, then the Ravens would be out at 9-8. and 8. Uh, I don't think New England's going to lose, so we're not going to drop them off. The Colts, I don't see them losing the last two games. So really, it's Baltimore, Miami, and the Chargers and if you want to throw the Raiders in there, but I, I, I said, I'm giving the Raiders a loss here to the Colts, so I think they're out of it as well. It's just those three teams for the seventh seed. Chargers have the inside track because I do believe they win their last two games. At least they'll be favored in their
4: last two games. Now, looking at the AFC North, let's say the
2: Bengals lose their last two games and they're 9-8. and eight. Can the Ravens win that division at 9 and 8? The answer is no. The Bengals beat the Ravens twice. So they have the tiebreaker over the Ravens. So at 9 and
4: 8, the Ravens can't win the division. The Bengals would win the division at 9 and 8. This is a must-win
2: game for the Baltimore Ravens, so I guess you got to throw Lamar out there. The question is, is it it in the best interest of the team or does Tyler Huntley give you a better chance to win this football game? Let me tell you something.
4: Tyler Huntley uh, didn't look that bad when he played. And Lamar, as special of a guy as he is, over the past several weeks,
2: before the injury, before he left, He looked terrible. Remember there was a time this season that we were talking about Lamar Jackson with a potential MVP candidacy that he could perform like he was on pace to perform and go out there and get the MVP. But since week 10, Lamar Jackson has thrown three touchdowns and six interceptions. He has a 34.3
4: total QBR in that span. And that's just terrible. We're talking about bottom of the league here. And Tyler Huntley, when he played, didn't look, I'm telling you, didn't look that bad. Tyler Huntley
2: against the Packers, 28 of 40 passing for 215 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 13 carries, 73 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Listen, that's not Lamar Jackson's numbers. That's Tyler Huntley's numbers. 215 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. 73 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Those are Lamar Jackson stats. That's what Tyler Huntley did against the Packers. Huntley against the Browns, 270
4: yards and one touchdown, 45 rushing yards. Huntley's capable of getting the job done here. Huntley in a game against the Bears, 219 yards,
2: no touchdowns, one interception, 40 rushing yards. I'm just saying, you have a banged-up Lamar who's limping around, who's been terrible over the past couple of weeks before the injury, or you let Tyler Huntley go back out there, he'll return to practice on Thursday, get activated off the COVID list, and he might give your team the best chance to win right now, albeit it is a long shot against this Rams team. Because the Rams still have a lot to play for. The Rams are still in the mix here for a, a high seed. Right now, the Rams are your three seed in the AFC in the, excuse me, in the NFC playoffs. Their final two games are against the Ravens and the 49ers. Should they win both of those games, there's a chance they rise up these 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 standings. You finish the season 13-4. All you need is uh, a Dallas Cowboys loss here and you're the two seed. Cowboys have some tough games. Cardinals and Eagles. It's not going to be easy. Packers, they're probably going to be 14-3. and three. I don't see them losing to the Vikings and uh, certainly don't see them losing the last game of the season to the Lions. So, there's a chance though. Rams, you could get the two seed. This is a tough matchup for the Baltimore Ravens. It really is. And I can't, make a pick on this game until I know who's at quarterback.
4: And and I'll be honest. If it's Lamar, I don't like it. If it's Huntley, I think I like it. I, I think I do. Especially if the line moves.
2: Like if Tyler Huntley's announced as the starter and, and this thing goes even higher than three and a half, why not? Just read you the numbers. Tyler Huntley's been good. And he's healthy. That's the most important thing. Missed last week, not because of injury, because he was on the COVID list. Lamar limping around practice hasn't been good. Might be the best thing for this team to just sit him and let Tyler Huntley go out there and play against this Rams team. But it's going to be
4: extremely hard for them to make that decision because your season is on the line. That's where John Harbaugh makes his money. You make this decision with your
2: season on the line. You Don't play Lamar Jackson and you go with Tyler Huntley because he thinks he gives you a better chance to win. Wouldn't that be just unbelievable? What a storyline, huh? I'm Scott Sadenberg. Follow along on Twitter at Scott Air. This is The Look Ahead right here on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: VSIN,
2: the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Scott Sattenberg, back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Uh, That's the story in the NFL. Really, the biggest things here is who's going to be at quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley. Will Jimmy Garoppolo play for the San Francisco 49ers In their game against the Houston Texans. And does Carson Wentz play on Sunday against the Raiders? I think he does because I do think, uh, well, again, listen, I don't know. The guy could have symptoms. He could be sick. We don't know. But the COVID protocols do allow him to be able to uh, play on Sunday. Uh, The other quarterback news in the NFL, the Panthers will start Sam Darnold against the Saints rather than uh, Cam Newton. I do think that there's a possibility that, you know, Cam does play in the game. Maybe they'll find some packages for him, which is what they did earlier when he first came back. They used him in goal line situations. Uh, but he has not been good as a starting quarterback. Oof. Wow. Um, but Sam Darnold does get the start. Maybe you want to see what you have moving forward with Sam Darnold, and uh they will he will be the quarterback in their game against the Saints, New Orleans, in that matchup is a favorite. They are six and a half point favorites against the Carolina Panthers. Let's take a look at the updated lines and see where we are right now in the NFL. The Eagles, three and a half at the Washington football team. The Bucks 12 and a half at the Jets. Titans are three and a half at home against the Dolphins. Patriots, 15 point favorites at home against the Jags. The Colts are six and a half at home against the Raiders. The Chiefs, five-point favorites at the Bengals. Then you have the Bears, six-point favorites at home against the Giants. Buffalo Bills, 14 against the Falcons. Rams, three and a half at the Ravens. Niners are 12 at home against the Texans. Chargers, six and a half at home against the Broncos. Saints, five and a half at home against the Panthers. Seahawks, seven-point favorites at home against the Lions. Cowboys are five and a half at home against the Cardinals and the Packers six and a half at home against the Vikings. Browns three and a half on the road against the Steelers. Let's look at the odds to win the AFC North because it is the most intriguing division in the NFL. The Bengals are minus 225 to win the division. The Browns are plus 500. The Ravens plus 600. The Steelers plus 1200. For the Ravens, so let's talk about how it has to unfold here. Uh, in, for, the, for the Bengals, it's very simple, okay? If the Bengals win, combined with a Ravens loss, then the division is clinched this week for the Baltimore, for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. because nobody else in the division can get the 10 wins. So they win their 10th game. This Sunday, they upset the Kansas City Chiefs and the Ravens lose to the Rams. 10-6, Bengals clinch the division. Doesn't matter what happens in the final
4: week of the season. That's why they are the favorite to win. If the Bengals lose to the Chiefs, which they are underdogs in, they'll be 9-7. and seven.
2: Then you start to look now if we're just going off of
4: point spreads, start to look at the Cleveland Browns, if we're being honest here. The Bengals are underdogs this week. The Ravens are underdogs this week. The Browns are
2: favored over the Steelers. So if we just go by the point spread, the Bengals would be nine and seven, the Ravens will be eight and eight. The Browns will be 8-8. Eight eight. The Steelers will be 7-8-1. Now we look ahead to the final week of the NFL season. And in the final matchup, if we try and see who's going to be favored, the Bengals at the Browns. That's that's like a pick em. But that's what, you know, whatever, we'll get back to that. The Ravens, are at home against the Steelers, Ravens could be favored.
4: Okay, so we make the Ravens now nine and eight. The Browns, though, and the Bengals in that final game of the season
2: will be for the division title. Because the the Browns, the Bengals, we know have the tiebreaker over the Ravens. The Browns split with the Ravens in the, in the uh, regular season, but the Browns' division record right now is at 2-2. Two and two. It would be 4-2 and two if they win their final two games. They would have the better division record than the Baltimore Ravens. So it doesn't matter if the Ravens beat the Steelers the final week of
4: the season a 9-8 Cleveland Browns team wins the AFC North. So,
2: if the Bengals lose to the Kansas City Chiefs and fall to 9-7, and and then the Browns beat the Steelers on Monday night and improve to 8-8, then the winner of the Browns-Bengals game will win the AFC North. The Browns, with a win, would improve to 9-8, they would tie with the Bengals, but the Bengals would have would lose the tiebreaker to Cleveland, because they already lost to Cleveland earlier this season. So the Browns would beat them in the tiebreaker head-to-head, and then the Browns would beat the Ravens in the tiebreaker head-to-head as well. Or not in the head-to-head in division, tiebreaker. So nine and eight Browns, nine and eight Bengals, nine and eight Ravens. A three-way tie, I believe, still goes to the Browns. Right? If the Browns have the head to head over the Bengals, if the Browns have the if the Bengals have the head to head over the Ravens, and then the Browns have the division over the Ravens. Browns are your division champs. It's not that crazy a scenario because, like I mentioned, it's if you look at just the point spreads this week. Browns are favored over the Steelers. Bengals are underdogs to the Chiefs. Now it's all about next week's game. You can get plus 500 odds right now on the Browns to win this division. And looking at the Browns, next week against the Bengals, they're not going to be plus 500. It'll be much, 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 much less than that. So if you think that they, if you think that that's how it plays out, kind of might be worth a look. Let's, let's take a look at some correlation bets, though, okay? If you parlayed Chiefs' money line with Browns' money line, that pays out plus 130. Now, if you take the Browns on the money line the next week, like let's say if it's a three-team parlay, and let's say the Browns are... I don't know. The Browns are going to be home, but let's—if you want to say it's a pick 'em or or whatnot, even give them a—you uh, know—what do you want to make them? You want to make them as close as possible? You want to make them minus one, you know, minus one thirty, or okay, still three there is plus plus three hundred. You get plus five hundred odds on those three thing, three things to happen. To me, it sounds like a no-brainer. Right, seems like the best value bet on the board right now. Browns to beat the Steelers, Chiefs to beat the Bengals, Browns to beat
4: the Bengals plus five hundred on that three-team parlay. That's the move right now. And again, things things can happen. You know, the Bengals could go out there and beat the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: The Bengals could also go out there and beat the Browns in the final week of the regular season. So, this is not a lock by any means. There's no such thing as a lock. But in terms of just looking for some value here, plus 500, I kind of like the Cleveland Browns. Watch them win this division at 9-8. Plus 500 seems pretty good for for that scenario to play out because you only need three results. You need to you know win for the browns you know cuz it oh, well i guess you need the ravens to lose but we're assuming the ravens lose here to the to the LA rams if the ravens beat the rams well now it's a crazier scenario and yes plus 500 would be higher odds than if you were to parlay the chiefs ravens uh, excuse me chiefs rams and browns I'm Scott Satterberg. We'll get into the college football playoff coming up next with our buddy Chris Landry. This is the look at you on NBC. Go on, go
4: on, go
3: on.